Thank you for joining our broadcast at City Life Church. We would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. Please take a minute to send us your story at info at citylifechurch.cc. And if God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially to help us bring God's word to other people. You can go to citylifechurch.cc to find the giving option that works best for you. Thank you again for joining us and enjoy today's message. Let's go to the word today. I want to speak to you from our series today, Above the Noise. Above the Noise. Colossians chapter 3 verse 2. Colossians chapter 3 verse 2. Set your mind, or your Bible may say heart, on things above, not on earthly things. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. I love what Isaiah chapter 55 verse 8 and 9 says. This is God speaking to his people. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts than your thoughts. You know, we live in a crazy world with so many distractions. I don't know about you, but it seems like life is moving quicker and as a, at a faster pace than ever before. As I was helping my daughter yesterday and she was being prepared and I took her over at some friend's house and I left her with a group of girls and she was gonna ride with them to eat and go to homecoming. It felt as I looked at her that she was just in preschool a few days ago. And it seems like life is moving so fast. And there are distractions everywhere. We have social media that's pulling at us and distracting Matter of fact, there's actually a new illness and um, phobia that has been actually um, affirmed by the medical uh, society. It's called FOMO. Anybody have FOMO? You say, well, pastor, what is FOMO? Actually, it's true. You can look it up. The fear of missing out. It's why people are addicted to smartphones. It's why they can't get off their computers. That's why hours are wasted when they should be working. The fear of missing out. Now, if somebody next to you has it, you don't have to move. It's not contagious. (laughs) They're coughing. It's not FOMO. Now, if they're coughing too much, you may need to move. It's not FOMO. But the fear of missing out, the fear of not being a part of something And there's so many distractions. I look at at the news and we've got liberal news and conservative news and they're fighting one another and we have politicians that can't get along and we have people that can't be on the same page even at times when it's for the good of humanity because they're so divided. And I was never more convinced as I came back from Washington, D.C., as I felt the heaviness of that area that we need to hear from God. We as people, as individuals, as a nation, we need God to speak to us. But there's so much noise and so many things around us and life is so busy and it seems like everywhere we turn there is more of a distraction and a pulling away from God than a drawing to him. How do we hear from God? The Bible tells us in Colossians, said, set your mind or your heart on things above. Not on things around you, but on things above. Because the things around you will distract you and derail you. 
But the word that I have for your life that has been declared in the heavens, that's why Jesus said when you pray, pray like this. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. On earth as it is in heaven. And and in that he said comes daily bread or daily provision. Release of forgiveness from trespasses. He says the plan of God unfolds because there is a declaration made over you and I and a plan and a purpose that has already been declared in the heavens that will unfold here on earth if we find it and connect to it. That's why he said set your mind and your heart on things that are above because my ways and my thought and my plan and my will and my purpose, it's above you and beyond you. It does not dwell in low places it does not dwell i know garth brooks said he has friends in low places but he said it's above he said set your mind on things above he said it's at a higher realm and a higher level and he said if you will set your mind and your affections on those places you will hear and we find that there are some things in our journey that they that help us the bible tells us that if we seek god first i love matthew six thirty three, a familiar passage it says but seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness And all of these things will be added unto you. He said, if you seek God first, I love that. He goes on to say in verse 34, he said, you know, if you seek me first, you don't even have to worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will take care of itself. If you seek me first, I prepare you for tomorrow. I find that when I seek God first, something happens in my life. He readies me. He prepares me. When I seek God first, he prepares me for what is it. Sometimes I I, I, I fail to seek God first. I don't know about you, but my life is busy. But I know when I take a few minutes in my morning and I give God some time and I either go to his word or I just spend some time in prayer, time in worship, it, it begins to align my day. It begins to prepare me for what God has for me. But then there are times if I fail to do that, God has to repair me. He has to come in at the end of the day, end of the week, end of the journey, and he has to put me back together. That's why the word of God God teaches me to seek God for he said if you will seek me for everything you need will be added for you it will be put in the right place it will be added into your journey when you need it but so many times I look back at the end of the journey and I say God I need your help and he said I've been waiting on you now let me repair you so you can go on but he said if you would consult me first I would have prepared you rather than have to repair you and there's some of you right now you need to to be repaired because you did not seek God and you're in a mess and you're in a battle and things around you are going crazy but there are some of you here today that God says if you will seek me I'm going to prepare you for the next leg of the journey and I'm going to take you there and I'm going to guide you by faith because we need to hear from God you know Jesus was just walking out of a season of blessing where God opened the windows of heaven affirmed him and said this is my son and in whom I am well pleased. Holy Spirit came down in the form of a moment of marking. Jesus would begin that public ministry where miracles would begin to take place. But before long, he found himself in a wilderness. And in the wilderness moment, the enemy came along and tried to tempt him with bread in a hungry state. Because the enemy will always try to convince you that temporal things will fulfill you. He said, 
turn these stones into bread. And Jesus responded this way, Matthew 4, 4, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. What he was saying was this, if you live by temporal things, it's just a temporal fix. If you live by things that are temporal and just in the moment, he said, you can eat bread today, but you'll be hungry tomorrow. You can eat bread now and you'll be hungry next week. But he said, there's a word for your life. It will fulfill you and it will prepare you and it will sustain you. He said, it is written, man shall not live by bread bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That word proceeds means this, ever forthcoming. He said, you don't have to live by temporal things, but you can live by the forthcoming word of God. Why? Because God started speaking in the book of Genesis and he has never been silenced. When he said, let there be light, he just kept on talking. When he created the world with his words and he framed the world, as the Bible said, with his words, he just kept on speaking. And Jesus said this, my my father has a forthcoming word and you know if I live on temporal things I will die in this wilderness but when I get a word it will lead me out when I get a word it will build a stepping stone to the next season of my life but how does God speak I started this message actually on Wednesday night I thought it was just going to be a Wednesday night message I came home jotted some things down and I shared with them how God speaks to our life first of all he speaks by his word through his word Right here. I, I meet people all the time. They need a word. Pastor, I really need a word from God. It's right here. Genesis to Revelation. Every word of it's a word for you. Every word of it is life for you and your family. Every word of it is a lamp under your feet and a light under your path. You hide it in your heart, the Bible says, so you do not sin against God. That does not mean you'll never sin. That means that when you fall, you know you get back up. When you make a mistake, you ask forgiveness. It's ingrained in you and it's imparted into your spirit so that when you're walking, it's a lamp and a light and it navigates you through. It's a word for your life. God speaks through the Bible. The B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for... I stand alone on the word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. I'm telling you, the Bible is a word and a roadmap for your life. And if you live out the word of God, it will navigate you to where God has called you. Not only does God speak by his word, he speaks through people. He speaks by pastors, through prophets, through leaders, through godly voices that he's put into our life. Spiritual fathers, spiritual mothers. He'll speak if you have the right peers in your life. I've had people speak into my life when they did not even know they were speaking into my life. Pastors I watched from afar. For years, Pastor Jensen Franklin spoke to me before I ever met him and before we ever had a relationship. He was a voice that spoke to me from afar. But I've also had people that in casual conversation, sitting at Starbucks riding down the road, they said something and it spoke to my life. They didn't mean to. I don't think they were there to deliver a word. They didn't come in saying, Pastor, I've got a word for your life. No, but just in casual conversations, something they said spoke to my life. God will use people to speak to you. He will use people to encourage your gift and build your faith, the Bible said, and propel you. He will, but I'm telling you, you need the right people because the wrong people speaking into your life will bring harm into your life and destruction into your life. But God uses people to speak. God uses circumstance. I'm telling you, circumstance speaks to me. Victories have spoken to me. 
defeat has spoken to me. Some of the moments that I walked through where it felt like I was walking through dark seasons of my life. God will use circumstances in your life to speak to your life. He will allow what you're walking through today, not only to speak to your today, but declare your tomorrow. God uses circumstances of your life. And I've got good news. Even if it was not God sent, it can be God used. Even if it was not sent by the hand of the Father, it can be used in your life to speak to who you are and where you're going. God can use anything, whatever, whomever. He can use a place, a time, but I will tell you this. He will speak nothing to you that does not align with the word of God. I'm telling you, if God's word or the perceived word of God in your life does not align with his word for your life, it's not a God word. It may be a good word. It may feel like it's going to work out, but I'm telling you, God only speaks things that align with this book right here. He never blesses things that are out of order. He never blesses people that are out of alignment with what this book says and I will tell you this God only speaks words whether it's through uh, people or it's circumstance that aligns with the book the Bible and if you uh, I'm telling you if you feel like God is telling you to leave your wife and marry the girl at work that's not a word from God trust me that's not a word from God If he's telling you to cheat on your taxes, that's not a word from God. If he's telling you to uh, take shortcuts and and not give your boss an honest day's labor and sneak out of work, that's not a word from God. God will only tell you things and teach you things and speak things to you that aligns with his word for your life. But God is a speaking God. Jesus said there's a forthcoming word and I don't have to live by temporal things. I can build my life on the word of God. But there's also some distractions and some things that will silence the word of God. God in your life. First of all, culture's voice will silence the word of God in your life. It will come in and it will almost be a blanket and suffocate the word of God. There are so many distractions in this culture and so many things in this culture that would try to sidetrack you from God's best and God's word for your life. And if you let culture drive you and determine who you are, and if you try to live your life by social media and you live a life of comparison by someone else's standards, or someone else's achievement, it will destroy your life. If you try to live your life according to the superstar of the day or the one-hit wonder that came along but now feels like they can direct humanity into the right places, it will derail your life. If you try to live your life by the news media, whether it's CNN or Fox or anything else, it will derail your life. If you try to live your life by the cultural standards of the world, it will silence the word of God in your life. Peer pressure will silence the word. When I have to live according to what you think, and I try to live by the mandate and the pressure you put on me, and sometimes it's not pressure you put on me, but it's pressure I put on myself to try to live like you're living. I don't know, I'm not in competition with you. I'm not in competition with the church down the road. I'm not in competition with what I see in other people's lives. Just because you have it doesn't mean it's for God for me to have, but when I get a word for my life, and I'm worried more about what God is saying about me than what you are saying about me or what I perceive you are saying about me. It releases me and frees me. It allows me to walk in a freedom because I'm telling you, peer pressure will silence the word of God when you try to live up to someone else's standards. One of the greatest voices that silenced the voice of God in my life is my voice because I look in the mirror and I don't feel like I'm worthy. 
I remember all the mistakes and all of the blunders and I, I remember all of the choices and I remember all of the, the things that I've walked through and I see the battle scars and the lines of age and I see the things that make me think that I'm anything less than God's blessed and best and I begin to doubt the word of God and before long I begin to say those things to myself and as I begin to speak those things to me, it silences the word of God in my life. I sometimes... And my voice can be the greatest hindrance to God speaking to my life. But sometimes I'll tell you the best thing I can do is shut up. The best thing I can do is close my mouth. The best thing I can do is silence my voice and allow God to speak. Because I do know this. He is the author and the finisher of my faith. He is the alpha and the omega. The beginning and the end. He is the first and the last. Nobody knows me better than God himself. He told Jeremiah, before you were ever in your mother's womb, I knew you. I know more about you than you know about you. Because I not only know your past and your present, I know your future. I know the places you have never been. And sometimes I need to let that God speak into my life. The enemy's voice. The enemy's voice will silence your voice but ultimately silence God's voice. That's why the Bible said our praise to God silences the adversary. Because the adversary usually does not come in and, t- and talk to me about what God cannot do. He usually does not come in and try to silence the voice of God and tell me that God is not able because the enemy knows God is able. How he usually works is this. He tries to convince me that I'm not worthy. He tries to convince me that people around me are not faithful. He tries to convince me that I've had it worse or I'm walking in a place that no one else has ever walked. And, I, you know, he tells me this sad story or he convinces me of something any, much less than God's best for my life and I buy into it and I believe it. But the Bible tells me that my praise and the praise in my mouth silences the adversary. Why? Because the praise is not about me. The praise is about a God that has all power, all authority, and always has a fresh word. So when I begin to rise above the voice of the adversary and say, oh yes, but my God is able. He is well able to do exceedingly abundantly above all I could ever ask or think. I serve a God that's always on time. A God that never sleeps nor slumbers. A God that knows the end from the beginning. A God that has everything under control. Matter of fact, he said he has all authority in heaven and in earth. He said that everything that I have is his. So I just believe the God that is reigning on high is covering his stuff and when I do that it silences the voice of the adversary and it allows the father to begin to speak Jesus did not look at the enemy and combat the enemy with his own words but he looks at it is written my father's already said that I do not have to live by bread alone but I can live by the word that he has already declared and the word he is going to declare so the minute the enemy comes into your life you rise to another level you begin to reposition your mind and your 
your heart and your eyes. But the Bible says my help does not come from around me. It comes from above. And the Bible said he is a very, very, very present help in a time of trouble. I don't know what you need today, but there's a word for your life. I don't know what God's going to do, but there's a word for your life. I don't know what kind of mess you're in, but there's a word for your life. I don't know what battle you've been facing. There's a word for your life. And the word is this. Your best is yet to come. Your latter will be greater than your former. I know what God declared. I am the head and not the tail. I am the first and not the last. Come on, stand with me today. We're going to pray. You know, I heard the... I read this week about a riverboat pilot. I'd never read about a riverboat pilot. Didn't know, know what a riverboat pilot was, but I read an article on a riverboat pilot. And it said that a riverboat pilot is hired by the captain of a large tanker. When he begins to navigate through narrow waters that he has never navigated through before. So they will call on the riverboat pilot and he will come in a small vessel, board the large tanker because he's familiar with the tight and narrow transition the large tanker needs to take. Said that when the riverboat pilot boards the tanker, he does not take control of the tanker. Matter of fact, he said he never touches the steering mechanism of the tanker. But he comes in and he stands behind the captain as the captain has his hands placed on the steering mechanism of the tanker. And he begins to help the captain navigate through that stretch because he's already been where the captain is going. He doesn't force his way in, push the captain out of the way and grab hold and take control. But he stands behind the captain And he says, turn left, turn right, slow the ship down just a little bit, speed up in this area. And he speaks over the captain to help the captain navigate through these unchartered waters. That's the way the Holy Spirit does. Once you invite him onto your ship, He comes in, but he doesn't take the wheel and push you out of the way. He doesn't just take control of the vessel, but he covers you. So don't go right. There's a trap. Oh, don't turn left. There's trouble. Just keep moving straight ahead. There's blessing. A matter of fact, speed up a little bit. Slow back down. And he just begins to encourage us. Sometimes we have trouble navigating through our journey because we're looking for the answer around us when the answer is above us. We're trying to figure it out by looking at this group or this setting of things. And he says, look above. I've got a plan to get you through these waters, but my ways are above your ways. My thoughts are beyond your thoughts. 
I'm going to help you through the trouble in the marriage. I'm going to help you through the struggle in your finance. I'm going to help you with the decisions you're trying to make. But but you can't look around you because you will never find your answer there. It's not on social media. It's not in the comparison of others. It's not going to be found on the news media or the outlet. It really will not be found by a politician that resides in any house, whether it be a White House or a Congress or the governor's mansion. It will only be found through me. That's why when I told you to pray, I told you to pray that my kingdom would come and my will would be done because it my kingdom ever arrives in your life if my kingdom is ever on display in your life get ready step back because anything is possible that marriage that is rocky it can be a master marriage those finances that you're struggling with it can be blessed and overflowing those kids that you feel like will never align with the plan of god oh just get ready there's purpose and destiny in their life that struggle you've been having in that daily walk if you will allow me i'll not only help you get through the day but I will make you more than an overcomer but if you will allow my word to speak into your life and sometimes we've got to shut all the noise out because it's everywhere and I don't know about you but in my walk I get so busy sometimes and there's so much chaos around me the last thing I do and I hate to tell you that today is call upon the Lord but when I call him first he says get ready I'm going to prepare you I don't want to have to go to him and say Lord repent Prepare me. God can speak through anything. We've got to wrap this up. We're going to pray. I shared this on Wednesday night. Anybody ever heard of Pastor Tony Campolo? Great pastor from Philadelphia. Got a a Philly accent, you know, just a little short bald guy, but he's huge in missions. Great professor. Just a great man. Great storyteller. He said he'd been invited to this little country church and they were going to do a mission service. He was big in missions. He said he arrived at this little church and he said he didn't know when he arrived, but it was a, a spirit-filled Pentecostal church. He said, when I arrived, he said, immediately I felt uncomfortable. You know, he said, I was Presbyterian. So he said, it was just different, different theologies. I got in, you know, and he said it was in a little country town. He said, I, I arrived and they said, uh, Pastor Tony, good to have you. He said, we have prayer meeting before church. Would you like to join us? He said, well, I love to pray. And he said, so I said, yeah, sure. He said, I walked back in. He said, I'm used to praying very quiet. He said, there were 15 people in the room and they were all screaming at the top of their lungs. He said, I stood over in a corner quiet and they're just all going at it. And he said, an old brother in the corner, he began to pray. He said, Father, you know John that lives over in the second trailer from the right in the little trailer park? You know, today him and his wife had a big blow up. You know, Father, that there's a plan and a purpose for their marriage. And she called the office today. And she needs you to intervene in her marriage. He left, took all his stuff, said he's never coming back. So this guy prayed this big elaborate prayer with every detail about John's life. I thought, man, if I get out of here, I am never coming back. He said, I got up, preached. He said, you know, they were so gracious. He said, I did my thing. He said, afterwards, he said, Pastor, we've got some food in the back. He said, no, no, i got to get home. He said, I, I, I got to get out of here. And he said, it's just, you know. He said, I get in the car, and I begin to drive. And he said, I'm driving, you know, and I'm just going through all of the things that happened in the service, much different than I was used to. He said, in the journey, he said, I looked over, and it was a, a man standing on the side of the road with a bunch of bags. He said, he looked like a nice gentleman. Well, you know, he said, I normally didn't pick up hitchhikers, but he said, I need somebody to talk to said I pulled over so the guy got in the car we're riding down the road I said Tony Campolo guy sticks out his hand says John Smith 
I can't remember the guy's real name. He said, I put the threw on the brakes, flipped the car around. He said, I drove down to the little trailer park to the second trailer on the right. I said, John, you need to go in that trailer. You need to make things right with your wife. God's got a blessing and a plan and a purpose for your life. I said all that to say this. God can speak in any situation. He knows every detail about your life. He knows the good, the bad, the ugly. And he says, if you will allow me, I'll work through it all. But you will never find it around you. Set your heart and your mind on things above because my mind and my thoughts and my plan and my purpose and my kingdom it's beyond you we've got to shut out all the noise we're going to pray today and this is what I want to pray I want to pray over this house and over us as individuals we need God to speak we need him to speak to our church We need him to speak to our body. We need him to speak to you as an individual and your families. We need God to speak to our city. We need God to speak over our nation. But I know this. The Bible says if we will humble ourselves and we will pray. The Bible said God himself will open up the windows of heaven. And begin to speak and pour out his spirit. And this is what he said he would do. He would heal our land. Not just the broad scope of the land, but my personal space. My little space that I take up territory. And then the greater. Father, I pray today. I thank you for your purpose. I thank you for your plan. I thank you for your word. Not only those I've already heard you speak about me or this church or my family but the words that you are releasing even now and the things that are in my future and in our future and Father I pray over this house that we would hear you more clearly our spirit Father would be in tune with what you are saying we would not look around us but we would look to you I pray for us as individuals Father to be aware and be sensitive Father to your voice or some tomorrow you're going to speak to in the busyness of their day you're just going to speak while they're at work you're going to speak while they're sitting around with their family you're going to speak in those quiet times of prayer you're going to speak because you have a word for their life Father, I pray as we journey in this next season, let us be reminded that if we seek you first, everything will work on our behalf. And the days to come will be established and taken care of. So Father, I pray that your word would cover us. You'd begin to speak and direct us. Speak over our families. Speak over our children, our grandchildren our finances, our ministries. And Father, let us never take temporal things and make permanent decisions based on the temporal circumstances. But let us trust you. We cover you today and say, give us ears to hear and eyes to see and a mind to receive. In Jesus' name, 
Amen and amen. Would you put your hands together? Thank you again for joining us for today's broadcast. Our prayer is that it ministered to you and it changed your life. If there's anything we can pray with you about or God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, please send us an email at info at citylifechurch.cc. We want to invite you to be our guest at one of our Sunday morning worship experiences. You can find our times and locations on our website at citylifechurch.cc and you can also download our City Life Church app on your smartphones and tablets for more online messages. It was great having you with us today. We'll see you next time.